the morning about break of day. That's when my baby went away. Trying and clean don't do me no good. Come back, baby, wish you would. Welcome to Personal Stories of St. James's. This is the Reverend Matthew Stewart, and today I'm very pleased to be able to interview Marietta Spraccia, a member of St. James's. Marietta uh, has been involved in lots of ministries, including hospitality, uh, and so I'm going to launch right into questions. Uh, Marietta, uh, I give her a lot of questions, and she wants to answer all of them, so we're going to try to do this lightning round style. We see, I don't know how this is going to go, but it sounds fun to me. So Marietta, question one, as we try to go fast, is where did you grow up, and what was it like? Okay, so I grew up in Reading. Uh, which was a white collar town. Uh, I was very fortunate to grow up in that town because my father was a laborer and my mother was a waitress. Uh, so I really had blue collar um, upbringing. Um, and we ended up in a white collar town because their house was taken by eminent domain. So uh, interestingly enough, I was the oddball out. And so my first friend there was a person of color. We had something in common. We were outcasts in a way, um, just like Bill Russell was never accepted in Reading. Next. Oh, all right, here we go. <laughs> Question two. Can you tell me uh, about someone you'll always remember? Yes, uh, her name is Rachel. And uh, Rachel's very important to me because, uh, believe it or not, she, she said she didn't believe in God, but I have to honestly say she believed in God more in her actions than her words. Mm. Um, she was a civil rights um, activist. She, was a, um, she worked for Women's Rights all people's congress um she was amazing and i had talked to a priest because i was concerned about the fact that she said she didn't believe in god and he said exactly that that she, her actions spoke louder than words so mm -hmm. i really feel in a lot of ways she really lived the life of what we should as christians live next <laughs> I love this. Can you tell me about one of your happiest memories? Well, obviously, it would be the birth of my son, Miles. But along with that, I have loved travel. And um, I would say the one that I'm most, um, that I love and have the most uh, memory of is helping to save the church that is my neighbor. Um, and that involved getting enough uh, signatures to um, save the church, to make it a historical um, 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 place. Mm -hmm. And by that, none of the regular um, um, contractors wanted it because it meant it was going to cost a lot more. Whereas most churches in Cambridge in particular are bought by con um, con construction people um, this, how this church was not, and, um, I feel very proud of that moment. Thank you. 
I didn't get that across too quickly enough. No, I, that was I no. I, more detail with that. No, no, we're doing good here. We're doing good here. Just pace. Okay. I might circle back to some of these later if I have a chance. Okay. I, a lot of questions occur right. to me. Next. Um, <laughs> so, can you tell me as much as you're comfortable about one of your more difficult memories? Yes, I would have to say it's. Um, Having to experience the life of a loved one, um, my um, my mother-in-law, who is uh, with dementia, and it's been going on for many, many years, and we're at the waning part of that, and uh, it really takes its toll. Her daughter takes care of her 24-7, and it's it's been remarkable. It's been sad. It's been inspiring. Uh, it's been a lot of things, but going through that process has been very difficult. Mm -hmm. Next. What's something you're grateful for in life? I am very grateful that my parents who didn't even make it to high school saw it uh, to be an important thing to look at education as my priority. Actually, it was my mother. My father said I'd get married one day. I didn't need the education, but my mother really inspired it. She wanted me to be more than a waitress. So because of that, I am the first on both sides of the family to make college and um, mm -hmm. three master's degree in graduate school. And because of that, I have had a better life. Next. What's what's one of the most important things you've learned in life? <laughs> uh, for me, I have to honestly say, um, giving back, giving back always provides more. Um, and that is the motto of this church and why I, I love St. James's so much. Along with that, uh, being honest, never giving up, uh, make the most of every day. And last but not least, we belong to each other. Mm -hmm. Next. Well, sorry. Uh, what was the most profound spiritual moment of your life? I would say it's been music. I, mm. I love to sing. Um, even though I am a closet extrovert, I am not going to sing in front of people. But for the, thank God for Pat. He hasn't given up on me. Um, but um, through music, my mother-in-law seems to recognize who I am hmm. through music um, on one of my habitat projects. Um, we visited China where we're not speaking any of the same languages. We don't have the same cultures, but we went to a karaoke together. And that was like communication transcends, music transcends communication. Hmm. Next. <laughs> How do you find God in your daily life? I find it through nature. I absolutely, there isn't anything more inspiring than seeing a sloth that um, it climbs upside down or a blue morpho butterfly in, in the midst of this lush, lush green environment. Um, we're surrounded by God in, in everything. Next. Uh What's the most important part of the story of Jesus for you? There are two. One is that he died on the cross for us and uh, for our sins. And secondly, feeding millions with one loaf of bread. And I, I, that goes back to the Agar family and being part of the hospitality group. Um, 
So yeah, I think those two things for sure. Next. What's the most important part of St. James's for you? For me, it is the fact of giving back. I mean, I've that is St. James's. I mean, the diversity is critical. The racial equity is critical. But I have to say, I just love that that is the motto of giving back. Because it, it, I mean, yeah, that is the motto. Um, and then, of course, having our pillars. Mm -hmm. The people, oh, the people, the people who have been the 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 yeah the pillars like the the James of uh, the um, the Holmes family, the Gay family. I mean, I I know I'm not going to mention all their names, but people who have really put uh, their their um, their heart and soul into um, into St. James's and to giving back to others. Um, uh, they inspire me so, mm -hmm. they really do. Uh, and, and I only have one more question on my list. Uh, so we're gonna, we are gonna get to circle back. Um, <laughs> but, but I was not, I didn't think we were gonna be able to do this. I'm quite impressed. Um, so my last question on my list is in these days of coronavirus, how does your faith sustain you emotionally and spiritually? Yeah, I would say through all the humanitarian efforts, um, there there is so much good that's been happening. The soup kitchens, teachers working so incredibly hard. The fact that nature has taken a cleanse uh, during this period. Um, the first responders, I and mean, there's so much that has inspired humanitarian efforts through all of this. Um, it it is it is amazing. And so as you, how do you, so you, you, read, you, you see something lovely that's happening in the world, like a, a, about a teacher or about a, uh, about a soup kitchen. And do you think about that? And that's what boosts your spirits? So I'm, I'm like, I'm wondering how you use that information to just think. Yeah, I find it very inspiring in, in the midst of this um, pandemic, in the midst of all that is dying, people are not giving up. People are, are finding a way of yes, mm -hmm. of finding yes. Um, and I just find it, yes, I find it very inspiring. Absolutely. Yeah. That's it. We're done. <laughs> All right, done. Uh, interview in record time. But this gives me a chance to go to some places that I would trickle back a little bit. So I, I want to talk about music a little more. Um, I will say that the other, our other regular interview, Alice, uh, told me she wanted me to try to trick you into singing on this interview. Uh, so I, I, I will, I will, I, I will not, I'm, I don't think I'm going to succeed in that. Uh, but I want to ask you a little bit about, about songs and music and particular. So I'm curious, what sort of songs do you like to listen to most? What sort of songs uh, do you like to sing most? Although I won't ask you to do it with us. <laughs> um, I, well, if I could even think of a song, and I don't know all the words by heart, I it's just been in my heart. It's 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 part of who I am. I it it um it just breathes within me. I think that that uh, a lot 
of the uh, Italian side of the family. Mm -hmm. A lot of us are, are musically inclined. Or, and apparently my great grandfather was an opera singer. Oh. So, um, so it, it, it trickled down a little bit. And my uncle, uh, he did professionally sing. So, um, and I did for uh, a time get to sing with this gospel group um and we toured europe together oh. and it, it was yeah there's i got a couple of posters of that and um yeah they even wanted our autographs can you imagine you're, you're a rock star i didn't know that <laughs> yeah, totally totally and then i you know i get to perform with the millennial choir uh, each year at the mfa uh, of course we didn't get to do that this year um, but that's uh, that's always uh, a big thing. I love gospel. I love music. It really, um, I would say jazz is is my heart, but gospel is what I enjoy singing. I anything. I love it. I love it all. I really do. Where did you go on that European trip? I'm curious. Um, most of it was in France, in Port de Vaux. Uh -huh. um, yeah. I. I. Oh wait. I can show you the poster. Hold on. I can show you. Yeah. This is. Yeah. This. I went. I could have, yeah, I guess I put this as part of my happiest memories, right? I guess. Um, I love life, so it's hard to put that in one thing. Hmm. All right, let's see if this does it. Are you seeing it? Yeah, very, very cool. What, what, what? Can you see the writing? I can, yeah. And, and where are you? And that's that's you. me on the left. Oh, that's, that's me on the left. I'm seeing the right side of the picture. Oh. Well, I'm I'm the lighter one. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> Got it. Thank you. Okay. So, uh, how long were you over there for? Um, <clears throat> it varied. Uh, sometimes for a couple of weeks. Sometimes uh, for shorter. Um, you know, at that time, my son was very young, so I didn't go on the longer trips. Okay. Oh, so you did, so you did this more than once though. There was multiple. Oh yes. Yeah. Very neat. Yeah, it was fun. What sort of things were you singing then? I all Negro gospel music. Okay. I'll, I'll yeah. All the gospel songs. Oh, happy day. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> Alice, we got her for for a second. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, that's a good one. Um, <laughs> How are you a sing to yourself type person? No, but I'm always singing. I, I'm either always singing or always humming. As long as nobody's listening, I'm singing. As long as no one's singing. <laughs> yeah, I just, you know, performance is very hard for me. Um, okay. I don't know. Well, I mean, you know, back then we were performing at the House of Blues and it just, it was overwhelming for me. So. I've never been able to do it in front of others, but um, I do love, I can't, well, even during our, our, our um, church sessions, I'm always singing with the group, as long as it's with the group. <laughs> okay, yeah, well, well, and so in Advent, you sang, you sang the rose for... Yeah, for, that, that one was a little bit hard because I really wanted to do harmony. And I, I you know, it's kind of hard in these, 
uh, venues to to do harmony. So I don't think that that came across all that that good. But at least Pat is, doesn't give up on me, and I I really appreciate that. Oh, I don't know, Pat. I thought it was, it was lovely. Oh, thank you. I I got some nice feedback. I but I'm very critical of myself. <laughs> Is that something that you 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 is part of you in general, or is this, are you particularly perfectionist with music? No, no, I no, I think I'm a very critical of myself. Mm -hmm. Love everybody else, but I'm very critical of myself. <laughs> I think a lot of us are like that. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah. What what helps you if you're in a moment? If you don't mind me asking, a, a, a in a moment when you find yourself critical of yourself, maybe in ways that you don't need to be, how do you find ways to be gentle with yourself and kind to of yourself? Oh my gosh. Yeah, this is not a question I practice. It's a hard one, so. <laughs> is this being recorded? Yeah, we're still recording, but we can, we can cut this out if we need to. No. <laughs> I, I, I guess I'd really would have to think about that, Matt, because it's a it's a constant struggle for me. It's something it's a lifelong um, thing that I have to work at. I really have to work at it hard. Yeah, yeah. and, and wrestle. That's not easy for all for all of us when the critical voice in our mind takes over. Yeah, um, it's much easier to hear the negative stuff than to yeah. take in the positive. I don't know why that is, but mm -hmm. that seems to be the case. Yeah. <clears throat> okay, this is not supposed to be a psych session now. <laughs> uh, yeah, and I'm, I'm a terrible therapist, so, so this won't, <laughs> won't go well. Um, I'll flip back to a, a, a so uh, I want to hear a little more about, about your education. You, you, you talked with how it was uh, something you're grateful for. Um, so tell us about your education. What, what, what blossomed in you in that time? Okay, so actually, um, I had to repeat kindergarten because um, I, I was not blossoming at all. Um, and I read late in life. Um, I didn't do well in school, but I was very fortunate to just, they just kept on pushing me along. <laughs> they, they, many teachers saw that I wasn't academic in the structured sense, but I still had skills. Mm -hmm. And luckily enough, there was enough of that. So I was able to get myself into college. And once I was there, I started to flourish because it's mm -hmm. more, you know, the kind of classes that, that, that you can, that's easy to learn if, if you're not just taking a class because that's required. Mm -hmm. um, so then um, I started out in special ed because I felt as since I have learning issues myself, I really understood it from that level. Mm -hmm. And then um, from there, I was able to just get more into staff development, which, you know, I, and when my girlfriend said to me, boy, is, and staff development as a liter literacy specialist. So that was really interesting because as my girlfriend said to me, here you were struggling as a child yourself to learn to read. And here you ended up being a staff developer and supporting other teachers in that process. So I think, you know, sometimes the, those adversities help you to be better at what you mm -hmm. aspire to do. Yeah. So, yeah. Sometimes you find your way in the things that are hard, not just the boys, things that are easy. Exactly. 
That's great. And tell, so you, and tell me about the master's degrees. How uh, severe special needs, um, uh, severe special needs, moderate special needs, and primary ed. What um, what have you learned? What have you learned about special needs and special needs kids since graduating? Huh. I I would say to genuinely 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 be there for them, uh, whatever it is. If you are really in their heart, if you are really listening and tuning in to, to them, um, they will flourish. They will flourish. Which is probably the case with everybody too. You know, be, be, be present. Be present. Yeah. yeah. What, um, Asking another church question. Um, uh, um, I was hoping you were going to ask that one. Yeah. Well, <laughs> uh, uh, the one we talked about. <laughs> the uh, church. Right, yeah. What? The church. Well, well, yeah. Uh, oh. let's, well, let's come back to the pillars question. You, you, you alluded oh, a little yes, bit. Go ahead. Yes. You spoke, you spoke a little bit earlier about um, yes. uh, about the importance of some of your of yes how the, you thought some of the pillars of saint james's were some of the families yes they 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 yes to be honest with you i would have never come to saint james's because it's so huge i really like a smaller place where you get to know people mm -hmm. um because i'm i'm one of these people that i kind of gravitate to the wall it takes a while to even though i'm a social person and with the big group i don't really um it takes a while for me but I came, uh, I came and um, the first person who said, uh, welcome to St. James is Judy Gay. Mm -hmm. And from there, I learned about her and her husband, John. And then, of course, the Holmeses happened to be my neighbors. So those, the Holmes and the Gays in particular, I, I just saw their steadfastness. I just saw how true they were to um, the St. James's Creed. Um, I, just, I just think that they, they really are the heart and soul of St. James's. And um, their voice needs to be heard. Mm -hmm. Their voice needs to be heard. And I'm sure you know, Ken Holmes was a Buffalo soldier. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, I, and you know, I mean, these, their, their individuals have made um, major strides in this world and no one would necessarily know. They're simple people, basic people, but boy, they've, they move mountains. They really do. Yeah, um, obviously the, the, the Holmeses were, were getting on and then they passed. Well, when I was coming to St. James, but yeah, John and Judy were still um, around and, and uh, still contributing to the life of the community are, are pretty amazing. Um, oh, totally, totally. They're all heart. They are all heart. They really are. And I'm sorry you didn't get to know the homeses, but knowing the gays, you know the homeless. Mm, that, yeah. that, that, that 
character and deep faith and same, faithfulness. Same. Deep honesty, deep care, and uh, deep commitment. They're just amazing. Yeah. And the agars too. Yeah, the agars. You know, talk yeah. about talk about commitment. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. I, I got to know Elaine a little bit, but not much oh. before she went on. Yeah. Oh, yes. She she really inspired that whole. Yeah, she was an inspiration. She still is. She's still with us. They're all still with us. So yes, uh, it, it would be great to honor them in some way. Yeah. No. And, and yeah. To, to as a new building emerges, to make to find ways to make sure we remember the important parts of our history is really. Important. I I would love. I would think that that's so critical. And then in that situation, it's kind of hard to leave anybody out, but there are yeah. certain that just really stand out. I'm always amused. Um, whenever I ask Elaine's kids, Mark or Laverne, to do something for the church, um, they'll initially, like, you know, they both people with lives and, you know, like, and so they could say no uh, whenever I ask them, but they almost always would say like, well, I wasn't sure, but my mom would have made me do it, so I'm gonna do it. <laughs> <laughs> that is so them. That is so them. It's been very hard for the family, and she's, you know, with her passing, they, uh, a major part of 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 the family has has gone with them, you know. So, um, but they're they're still there. Their heart and soul, they're still there. Yeah. Um. So a new question that, that I'm going to spring on you is um, if some time will emerge from this this pandemic and we'll be able to move into this new building that'll you know let us be together in ways we haven't early stage teams haven't been able to really do in ten years. Um, what would excite you if it was happening in that new building? What would have uh, excite me in that new building? Yeah. Oh, huh. I'm springing this on you, so feel free to take a moment. Yeah, what would excite me? Just a day to be together. Mm -hmm. um, um, maybe, I, I mean, this would be a lot of work, but I'd, I'd be willing to be part of the project of perhaps maybe there could be like a, a little story um, put together of, of well, I don't know what you're planning on doing with this, but I'm just very appreciative that you've done this. And um, people's stories are easily lost, mm, yeah. but you're making you're making a point to reach out for those stories. So it'd be some some way of either presenting those stories or bring those stories to life. Um, I'm sure, perhaps, maybe you've already thought about what you're going to do with all of this. But um, it's just so interesting to hear about about the others, you know, that we're not just there just for the ceremonial piece, which is very important. But there's something much more about that church. Yeah, hanging on the stories. There's a there's a church in uh, another city that's always impressed me with the things they do, and they uh, put all over their walls of this big, 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 big old church building um, uh, stories. Um, you yeah. know, so, so like, so like you could, so you can hear 
and it's stories. It's actually both stories of the of members of the faith community, but also stories of the, of the people of the neighborhood. Um, so I that's yeah, great. It's a really I mean, neat. it's all through stories. Yeah, and it could be. I mean, we could do a Shutterfly book. I don't know. I mean, we could make it into a book of. Uh, I don't know, or even the history of the church. How many people really know? Kind of like the, you know, the pieces of the church um i don't know i, I stories are fabulous yes yeah, stories are often the way we find connect. out we connect. connect and also exactly. in the way I, and i mean and you know the way we find out about god too i mean i mean we got all those old exactly stories, those old stories exactly. in that book we call the bible and we got more it, stories you know now exactly exactly and i have to honestly say um this has connected you and i um mm -hmm. Through through this this storytelling time, I mean, I'm getting to know you in a way that I really didn't get a chance to get to know you. And everybody liked you, and I thought I liked you, and but I didn't get to know you, you know. And you didn't really get to know me. But that reaching out and getting to really hear each other's story put you in this feeling of aha. Uh -huh. So it's good. Yeah. Well, that feels like a pretty good place to wrap up. Unless there's anything else that you that's like you love to share. I I, I think you covered it all. It's a wrap. Great. Thank <laughs> you very much for being willing to share. Thank you so much for doing this, Matt. I really appreciate your time and your patience and and listening. Thank you. I appreciate it. Take care. <laughs>